Are you hanging out for that time when you're making so much money that you can start investing in businesses you're passionate about? Well, that's exactly where today's guest is at. He's a very successful entrepreneur trapped in an optometrist's body. Well, I say, welcome to a small business marketing show where successful small business owners share their souls to take your marketing straight to the lead. Now, here's your host, Mr. Tim Bowie. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Australia's number one marketing show. I'm your host, Timbo Reed, but you, so much more importantly, are a motivated business owner ready to crank out some great marketing. And we are brought to you today by the good folk at Net Registry who get your online marketing sorted over at netregistry.com.au. And we welcome back 99designs, the world's largest graphic design marketplace where you're guaranteed to get a design you'll love. Hey, I'll let you know on a secret big show today. Yep, I have a fireside chat with a very successful optometrist who's got two retail stores uh, employing 80 staff and he's now off starting completely unrelated businesses including a car auction house, a horse ranch, a sleep centre and more. And what I love about him is that he explains how a huge part of his success is due to marketing. You've got to love that. I also share an interesting uh, comment that an interviewer shared with me on a radio interview I did last week. Play you a bit of that, you'll see what I mean. He rattled my cage a little bit. Um, I've got an inspiring marketing quote that will help you smash, smash procrastination into smithereens, and who doesn't want to do that? And be sure to stay tuned until the very end, as I'll let you know who we've got coming up on future shows. And also, I just got to thank Lockie Dolly, rock star Lockie Dolly, for that wonderful intro. Do you love my new intro, my new music, my new small business big marketing song? I do. As per usual, there is marketing gold dripping from the ceiling of the small business big marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. Welcome to a small business marketing show. Join the small business big marketing community and have your marketing questions answered by other motivated business owners, including Timbo, over at crankmymarketing.com. So, how are you going? We haven't checked in for a while. I thought it'd be nice to just pause, take a big breath, smell the coffee, smell the roses, whatever you're going to do and just see how you're going. I hope business is going really, really well for you. I'm in a hotel room at the moment in Brisbane, or as the locals call it, Bris Vegas, uh, about to give a talk tomorrow to a a couple of hundred mortgage brokers, which should be fun. Hey, listen, I am excited. I am very excited. More excited than normal. Why? Because podcasting as a medium hit a new height last week. The president, El Presidente, Barack Obama appeared on his first podcast, a podcast called WTF. Can you believe that? He appeared on it. The guy who does it, Mark Moran, does it out of his home in his garage. Obama went to Mark's home for the interview. This is huge. I'll put a link to it in the show notes to this episode and you can go and check it out. But the president has realised the power of podcasting. Oh, we are about to hit a purple patch team. I love it. So thank you for your support. And well done to you for listening to podcasts generally. I um, I have another news, more news. I launched a marketing coaching.
marketing package this week. I spoke last week at a conference. First question was, Timbo, do you offer marketing coaching? I up until now have said no. I now offer marketing coaching. So if you want me on your marketing team where we chat each month and we get stuff done, then head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash marketing hyphen coach. You'll see a video of me telling you why I've opened up the doors to it. There's a few, only limited places. Can't do everyone. And you can find out all about it there. Spoke in Cairns and Canberra last week, (laughs) the hot part of Australia and the cold part of Australia. Spoke at the National Press Club in Canberra, which was kind of cool. That's a bucket list kind of venue that all speakers would like to speak at. So I was happy about that. And I've got to welcome my beautiful, beautiful, what is she? Well, I'll go back a step. My nephew's wife had a beautiful baby girl this week. Grace Josephine. I'm not sure what that makes me, her great uncle. That's right. I'm her great uncle. So, Grace, welcome to this world. And once you're of age, (laughs) I will start to introduce you to the joys of marketing. G O L D. Welcome to a small business marketing show for small business owners share their souls. G'day Timbo, it's Steve Tricks from Wealth on Track. Thanks for all your help through the Small Business Big Marketing Forum, particularly with our first podcast and our new mobile-friendly website. Tim, we first heard you at our conference and that gave us the confidence to get our own licence. So, thank you and well done. Do you need a speaker for your next conference? Recommend Timbo to your event organiser. Or better still, book him. Tim Reed. That's R-E-I-D dot com dot A-U. Lovely words, Steve. Thank you, mate. Uh, not only did I help him get his licence, which I didn't realise that, but he has now got his own podcast. Steve is a very active forum member. I love his contributions. He loves marketing. He is a motivated business owner. If you'd like to join the Small Business Big Marketing Forum, head over to crankmymarketing.com. Now, let's get stuck into today's guest. It is a fellow by the name of Dr. Yes. Dr. Robert Zellner. Now, he is a very successful optometrist and he's been an entrepreneur for 22 years. He has, um, he's got 80 staff, as he reveals in this interview, for his two optometry practices, but now he's off buying businesses that he's passionate about. He has got an auto auction house, he's got a horse ranch, he's got a sleep centre and a whole lot more. What I love about this interview is that he blames marketing, he thanks marketing for the success that he has and he follows some very, very simple marketing principles which I think you are going to love. He's got a great sense of humour, that's why I started off by asking him my favourite question, what's the biggest animal he could knock out with one punch? Mm, let's see here. Um, hmm, the one that I have done or that I think I could do? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I should rephrase that question. I forgot you're a tough guy. <laughs> is, it, is, it a, is, is it a mouse or a cow? Well, actually, it, with one punch, I could probably knock down a small pony. <laughs> you are. Boy, they, they breed them big in Tulsa. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's like a Shetland pony. Yeah. I think about that size, I could one punch down. Yeah. Love it. Apologies to all the vegetarians out there, but it's always a fun question to start with. Now, you <laughs> say... You say you're an entrepreneur trapped in an, optomis- in an optometrist's body. What's that about? 
Well, I'm a you know uh, most people when they when they meet a doctor they the, the last thing they think of is a businessman and and I really am probably a businessman first to some degree and and a doctor second so so that's why when people look at me and say wait a second you know, they they hear a title and they want to pigeonhole you they want to stereotype you they want to read a book by its cover they want to say oh well you've got to be this and so that's kind of what I do to break the ice and kind of let people know that I'm not just an optometrist and and was that the case like when you entered medical school to study optometry was that the case, or back then you were going to go, you know, no, nah, I'm a doctor for life? No, that's actually why I chose optometry. Um, if you've been to the optometrist, uh, you know, about half of half of what we do is is business, selling yeah. glasses and contact lenses. You're a uh, retailer. That, yes, with also the spin of being being a doctor that checks for eyes and ocular disease and you know laser procedures and on and on and on. So to me, that's why I chose that as my profession because it seemed like it was the perfect blend if you will, of the doctoring and the business side. I'm going to guess that when you study optometry, they don't teach you, there's no business classes. Bingo. None. <laughs> Interesting. So all of a sudden you are thrusting... No, them actually, in- actually, Tim, I, I take that back. In our practice management course, we were given two tips to success. And those two tips were make sure that your business card had as much white on it as possible, very little ink. And the second one is we were told to join the largest church in town and be one of the guys that pass the buckets around. Wow. And, and those those were the two tips I had back in my business training back in optometry school. Uh, which one, if any, did you follow? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have a lot of wine on my card, and uh, I don't think I joined the biggest church. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a church goer, but I didn't, it wasn't the biggest church, and I don't know that I ever passed the, the buckets around, so neither. You went into, you studied optometry, you opened up your first uh, retail outlet, your first optometrist, I guess is what you, what do you call it, optometry practice, clinic? Optometry clinic, yeah, okay. practice, um, sure. Mm-hmm. So you went on and you say you've, <laughs> I like this uh, quote, you say from humble beginnings, you've now earned enough money to be able to wear a soccer jersey at all times in all situations. We'll come back to your fashion sense, but um, <laughs> how, how long did it take, did you make the money from the clinic? Yes. I'm, I, obviously, I, um, uh, my growing up and my background was uh, very, very modest means. And so when I started, it was just from scratch and started very small. It was me and one other employee and uh, just, just, you know, made it happen. And I, when I started, I worked seven days a week and grew the practice and added doctors. And currently I have uh, two locations and six doctors on staff and about, uh, um, oh, 80 to, you know, 80 employees. And um, I don't see patients on a regular basis. And so about every couple of years, I would drop a day that I would see patients. Um, so therefore, you know, I started in 1991. And, you know, probably for the last, I would say, 10 years, I really haven't been seeing maybe eight more than that, really seeing patients on a, right. on a regular basis. Did you say you have 80 employees, eight zero? And that's two locations. That, that seems like a, that's, that's a, they're big clinics. Yes, they're not your, they're not your average mom and pop, um, 
you know, optometry clinics and, and they're big because they have to be big. And they're big because I was a firm believer that uh, when your marketing worked, you could do one of two things. You could either become more exclusive and higher prices and drive some people away, uh, or you could just build bigger buildings and hire more people uh, and add more lanes and more equipment. And that's what I chose to do. Uh, and was that going against pretty, was that going against what other people were doing in the same industry in the same town? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, um, you know, I can say um, there for the longest time, and probably still am, the black sheep in the optometry community. Yeah, because right. I, I did things, you know, totally, totally out of the box and totally different than everybody else was doing. Everybody okay, else was making sure that their their cards had a lot of white on them when they were <laughs> passing the bucket at the largest churches in town. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Your cards are completely black, and uh, you, you've gone for some wacky church down in the back blocks. But um, so. Tell me then, marketing played obviously a big role in getting you to that two, two retail outlets, 80 staff. What did you do, do? What have you done differently? Well, I made a commitment from day one to take a, a, an abnormally large percentage of my gross profits and plow them into marketing. And then also I, um, I did... I made sure, you know, you could spend a lot of money on marketing, but if you're not saying or doing the right thing in your ad or on your print, um, then it's really wasted money. So I, I, you know, I made sure that I had a great call to action and that, uh, that I also made a commitment that I would, day one, take a large portion of my proceeds and pour them into advertising. Uh, TV, kind of old school, radio, press, etc.? I started off in the newspaper, started off with a small ad mm. in the newspaper. I, I chose a TV guide because I figured everybody would hang on to that for the week. And pretty soon after a while, I had a full page ad in the TV guide. And then after I did that, I thought, well, I'm going to do some radio. I did one station, two stations, three stations. Radio really kind of is the backbone of my, uh, you know, my advertising thing. And then I added, and then a few years later, now, gosh, I'm staying to my commitment. I've, I've now got some TV. I've got some billboards. I've got some flyers. I've, I've got, uh, heck, if you go down to the local uh, barbecue restaurant, it might be on your napkin that you're wiping your face with. So, <laughs> you know, I, I grew it, um, you know, knowing that once I got to a certain size or a certain uh, reach, it, you know, like in the newspaper, say, for example, once I got to a full-size, full-page ad, mm. there was no point in going any farther. So then I went, you know, to other medias. So, so what's really interesting, all those marketing channels you've mentioned, Doc, are very old school. They're all ab- what we call above the line, you know. Uh, you've not mentioned anything online. Um, are you still just embracing advertising as your major marketing channel for optometry? I know you've got other businesses and I want to touch on those, but you're still just embracing above the line marketing? Yeah, and I was really talking about, you know, we're talking 20 some odd years ago uh, when I was starting out, you know, kind of growing the business. Now it's obviously evolved. We do, a, you know, we have a lot of social media. We have a lot of um, um, internet, you know, presence and a lot of internet stuff that we do. Um, but obviously that wasn't available back when I got started. Mm. So in my mind, I was kind of thinking, you know, we're step one, day one. And that was, you know, 1991 um, is when that started. So uh, almost 20, what, 40 years, 24 years ago this it fall. Is, it so, is a brave move. I mean, many businesses don't allocate uh, anywhere near enough to marketing. I'm not sure there is an exact, you know, correct percentage, but I think a lot of businesses, the reason they fail in those early years is because maybe they don't respect enough marketing enough as they should. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's um, the number one reason you hear for people not doing it is because they can't afford mm. to do it. Well, if they didn't budget that in their in starting up their business or running their business, and they really missed the mark completely, that's like saying, "Well, I can't afford another employee." Well, you've totally missed the mark. Mm. You know, I can't I can't afford to pay myself. Well, you've missed the mark. You know, so it, me day one, I allocated ten percent of my gross revenues, Whoa. which is huge, huge into into marketing. Of course, I wasn't making much back then, but I just stayed with it and I was committed to it. And it was just a, you know, it wasn't a, oh, if I had anything left, I might, you know, buy a TV ad next month. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't that way. I was very methodical about it. And, and after a while, that it all builds on itself. So then people are saying, oh, my gosh, I heard you on XYZ. Well, you never advertised on XYZ, but you've just, you're out there in the market and you're making a presence and, and all of a sudden it just snowballs. And so now as I grew, I don't do 10% now, obviously, mm. that, that slimmed down. <laughs> you'd, be, um, you'd be running ads in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, that, you know, you just gave me inspiration, oh, Tim. I may go. do that next year. Thank you very much. There you go. There you go. Oh, you, you know, um, you, you touched on something then that's so important. And again, many listeners, you, you need to get this, which is when you do commit to it uh, and you I, call, I talk about leaning into something, Robert, as being a way of really committing action to it, you get a momentum. And the momentum comes from you feeling as though you're achieving something with your marketing, but it also comes from the other direction, which is your clients saying, you know, hey, I saw you on that ad or I saw you on that billboard or whatever it is. And you start to get this feedback and, and of course, inquiry and sales. But there's a whole lot of ways that you've just got to know that that momentum will build. Absolutely. You you sound like a, uh, a, a very... Um, out-of-the-box optometrist? Are you the kind of bloke who puts yourself in your own ads? Yes. I, mean, I, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> well, because it was, uh, um, you know, I grew up, uh, I loved, uh, I was a thespian and <laughs> yeah. I loved, uh, uh, that was a part of me that um, I had fun with, enjoyed. And so, you know, I, 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 you know, when I business coach or I'm mentoring someone and they don't have that skill set, I tell them, okay, that's not your superpower. You need to get somebody that has that. You know, there's other things that I don't do well that I have to find, you know, people to do for me. Mm -hmm. But since I enjoy doing it and, um, you know, I um, uh, I tend to have a, a knack for it, if you will, um, without banging my own drum too much there. Um, you bang, know, it's bang something it, that... Bang it, Okay. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Um, <laughs> You know, it's it's fun. I enjoy it, and and when things light you up, and you enjoy doing them, and you're good at doing them, um, and people really respond to it and have fun with it, and it's you know, it's me. And my office is me. It's a direct reflection of me. And yeah. so, uh, to me, it was just a no brainer, and it's worked out. Do you let your you've got a great sense of humor? Do you let that shine in your marketing when you appear in it, or not not even just when you appear in it, but in the copy, or do you go down the path of going? No, no, no. We're optometrists. It's serious. It's dealing with people's eyesight. Oh, Tim, I'm, I'm very. I, matter of fact, I use this voice here, and I'm very stoic. <laughs> oh, the marketing I take voice. Long, I take long pauses. Yes, yes. And I wear a very white starched outfit. <laughs> Thank you. Very hygienic. And, no, and, I, and, and do you wear those big long glasses that have additional <laughs> sort of telescopic lens attached, attached to them? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'd, you'd be surprised how much effect those have on people. Yeah. Plus, I'm I've got gloves. I mean, I'm completely, you know, I'm, no, I, of course, I'm teasing. Yeah. I use humor. I love humor. Ads with humor uh, draw me to them. 
And so uh, in a um, in an appropriate way, when you're dealing with the serious uh, the mm-hmm. seriousness of my profession, um, we have fun with it. And people are going to know that when they come into my office, that they're going to have fun when they're in my offices and it's going to be an enjoyable deal. So, you know, that sets the um, the backdrop. Um, I mean, you know, I tell people, I say, listen, if, if you don't like you know, if, if if you heard one of my ads and you came in and didn't like the way you were treated, that's your that's your, that's yeah, your yeah, mistake. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, again, you know, to cra- we all operate in crowded marketplaces. I'm sure optometry in Tulsa is just as crowded as anywhere else. And having that sense of humour, at least, it doesn't mean you have to be a comedian in your marketing. But putting a smile on someone's dial is a point of difference. You know, it's something that you're doing that others aren't, and it, it allows you to stand out. So I love that. Listeners, I'm speaking with Dr. Robert Zellner, an optometrist trapped in an entrepreneur's body. Before we talk about the other businesses that he's launched into, here's a word about a couple of businesses that can turbocharge your marketing. Support for the Small Business Big Marketing Show comes from 99designs, the world's largest graphic design marketplace, where you fill out a simple online brief, then let designers from around the world compete to deliver a design you'll love. I got talking to their head honcho, Patrick Lou Allen, who described the excitement small business owners feel when using the service. You know, a lot of our customers are starting something new and, um, and, and you know, it might be their first foray in small business and, you know, getting your logo design, your brand identity started is kind of the first thing that you do that's really tangible, you know, and it's something you can start to show off to your friends and say, hey, I've finally done it. 99 Designs, a place to show off to your friends. For a free $99 upgrade on your first design, visit 99designs.com forward slash SBBM. Get on Timbo's mailing list over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Support for the Small Business Big Marketing Show comes from NetRegistry, a one-stop shop for getting your online marketing sorted. They can get you a website address, also known as a domain name, a website, a place for that website to live, that's called hosting. They can even get you found on Google. And recently, thanks to the crazy amount of acronyms the online marketing industry has created, I played a game of one-upmanship with Verity Ma, their Chief Marketing Officer a.k.a. CMO. I'll raise you an SEO for an SEM. Yes. What have you got? Uh, I'll do a PPC off your SEM. Okay. For your PPC, I'll give you a, a DNS. For your DNS, I will give you a GTLD. Uh, I have no idea what that is. Um, <laughs> for your GTLD, um, I'm just going to give you a TLD. A TLD? Yep. So for your TLD, I'll give you a CCTLD. <laughs> for your, this is not so much an acronym, but for whatever you just said then, I'm going to give you a C panel. Oh, so we've moved into brand names. <laughs> Is that a brand name? I just thought it was a long acronym. (laughs) Crazy, isn't it? Luckily, NetRegistry works hard at being an acronym-free zone. Head over to netregistry.com.au and get your online marketing sorted once and for all. No acronyms, no big words, no tech talk. Just a bunch of helpful guys and girls wanting to improve your digital footprint. And tell them Timbo sent you. Oh, hang on. Digital footprint. Is that TikTok? <laughs>
Now, Doc, before we talk about those other businesses that you have now gone and splurged on, what's this um, <laughs> thing about wearing a soccer jersey at all times and in all situations? Well, I tell you what, I uh, it's probably not all situations, but um, that's kind of my go-to uh, my go-to outfit for the day. You'll often find me in a soccer jersey. I have a wide collection of them. And as I travel the world, I always try to buy a. Matter of fact, I was in Australia um, last year, mm. and it got a couple of nice, lovely jerseys uh, from uh, Sydney, I believe, the Sydney yeah. team. And uh, so I, I enjoy that. I've got so many of them, and you know, I just get them in rotation. And, and I like to. Uh, I'm a big. So I played soccer in college. Yeah, I right. still play soccer to this day, so it's kind of my go-to sport, and I enjoy it. For, for me, uh, when I read that quote of yours. I, I worked in corporate marketing for 20 years, suit and tie guy, right? And oh, yeah. for me, one of the dreams was to be able to go to work each day in a pair of jeans and sneakers. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, when I say it, you know, it sounds very kind of almost uh, immature. But for me, it was a sign that, you know, I'm now my own boss. I call my own shots and I'm not beholden to, to anyone else. Wow, you said it a whole lot better than I did. Well, <laughs> well, well played. Can you start being a little bit more truthful in this interview, please, Doc? Because you know, <laughs> <laughs> trying to impart some marketing gold here. Uh, now, I, I love that. Now, let's say you've made a whole lot of dough. You're making a whole lot of dough from these two retail outlet optometrist clinics. Eighty employees. You're nailing that. You're going to. You go. You know what? It's time to do some other things, and you've you've invested in a really interesting range of businesses. So yeah. I want you, to, and I've got five listed here. I don't know how many. I don't know how old that list is, but I want you to tell us what each business is, just briefly, and why you invested in it. Let's start with Doctor Triple Z's Sleep Center. You like that, Doctor Z's Sleep Center? You like the <laughs> yeah, Z's okay. sleeping, Doctor yeah. Z. Yeah, gotcha. Because that's my that's kind of my radio persona is Doctor Z. Everybody kind of knows me as Doctor Z, right? You know, but uh, um, that started. It's a diagnostic sleep center. Um, we I have about six locations now in north across northeast Oklahoma, and basically that is a, a, a place where you would go and spend the night. They would hook you up to twenty four electrodes, and we actually run a sleep <laughs> test on you. Sounds like a torture and, chamber. <laughs> <laughs> That cost extra. Okay. That cost extra, Tim. That cost extra. Um, but uh, and then at the in the morning, then you get up and you leave, and then we analyze all the data, and we we you know help you. We die you know we diagnose, and then we treat you know prescribe and try to help you sleep better. You know, sleep is so important, and people aren't doing it. Um, so I actually got into that. Ironically enough, the short version is, as a gentleman I used to make radio commercials with on the, on air, yeah. uh, got into that business down in down in Dallas, Texas, and called me up and said, hey, Tulsa needs this. Um, what, what do you think? And so I get Shark Tanked a lot. I love that show Shark Tank yep. because now I'm me like, too. that's my life. I People are always coming up to me with their business ideas, either wanting me to invest or help them or mentor them or just give their, you know, my opinion on mm-hmm. it. And so I saw that and I said, that's great. I'm going to do it. And boom, grown it. And now it's, you know, it's doing awesome. Uh, so existing business, um, what, what did you, what, I want you to tell us what the other businesses are, but what do you look for? Something that excites you, a gap in the marketplace, someone that's doing um, a popular business differently. What's the kind of key criteria, Doc? 
boy, all the above. Mm. And something I can get my head wrapped around, um, something that I may have uh, somebody already in mind to help run it. I mean, it's all about people. A lot of times I'll have a great person in my organization. I'll go, okay, you're ready for the next thing. What's the next thing I can, I can you know, have you do for me? And sometimes that entails quite frankly, opening up a new business or, or getting involved in something new. So sometimes I start even with the personnel um, and work kind of, you know, reverse engineered, if you will. But, uh, you know, I get so many people throwing so many ideas at me. And then obviously I just keep my eyes and ears open as I travel around and see things and, uh, um, you know, and go, hey, that's we, we have a need for that. That's not doing well, um, so forth and so on. What, when someone pitches you, uh, what are you listening for? Is it a short, sharp, you know, it's, it's this meets this, it's, you know, like, yeah, what are you looking for? Well, first of all, it's got to be profitable. I mean, you got to, there's got to be enough. But what you know, about, I'm going to go back a step and say, you know, like the idea, how do they get you to go, oh, oh, hang on, I like the sound of that. Yeah, it's funny because it just it's kind of a gut feel. Mm. You know, it's, there's not a mathematical formula that I put it through and say, this makes sense. I listen to them and I go, um, wow. That excites me. Mm-hmm. Wow. I want to go there. Wow. I want to be a part of that. Um, if it moves me in that capacity, then, then of course, we, you know, we kind of go to the, to the next, uh, you know, to the next step, to the next, right. you know, if you will, you know, the next um, threshold. Gotcha. Um, so I've got, this, um, I've got this podcast idea for a small business marketing show looking for another sponsor. Um, it's 50 grand a week. Um, you know, you interested? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Good, great. Okay. We're going to end the interview here, guys. We've got business to do. Now, uh, next next business, Rockin' Z Ranch. What is it and why did you invest in it? And when I was a little boy, um, I don't know why, I put on my bucket list to own a horse ranch at some point in my life. I just said to myself... When I, I'm going to work hard enough that one of these days, that's going to be boom. And so I, uh, 2006, I purchased um, a ranch. I renamed it the Rock and Z Ranch. I loved horses. Here again, just in my DNA, I guess. And since I'm competitive and, and I want what every man wants, and that is a hobby that somebody else pays for, yeah. I got uh, thoroughbred racehorses so that uh, I could run them with the chance of actually paying for the ranch and, and paying for my hobby and uh, slash business. And it's worked out really well. Um, so I have uh, you know, approximately 50 thoroughbred racehorses and I have a ranch just south of Tulsa. It's about 20 minutes from my home. I don't live on it currently. And I just, uh, I love it. These businesses, like clearly the optometry has been good to you, but there must be some kind of point. And, and if there were, is, tell us when it happened for you where the money started to compound so that, well, it either started to compound to allow you to do all this or you got a whole lot of debt <laughs> or both. <laughs> well, it's number one. And what you do, it's all about one of the things, one of my core lessons in life I try to teach young people is delaying gratification, is that I don't care how much money you make. If you delay that gratification, i.e. take 10% of that money that I could have earned in the early days, I could have taken that 10% of my gross income and spent it on anything I wanted to. But I delayed that gratification in the sense that I was build, putting it back into my business. I was driving marketing. Mm-hmm. I was driving the business. Um, and so therefore, and then at some point, you know, whenever you, you grow 
and you have so much, you know, so much resources, if you will, money, just to say it, then you could take it and start another business, you know, right. delay your gratification some more. I could have bought my horse ranch early on. I could have done other things early on. I could have done, you know, but I, what, it, what you do is you just keep growing and growing and growing. Then finally, you reach that point and everybody's different in their points where they say, okay, it's time for me to go buy that nice sports car I want. Okay, it's time for me to go and, you know, do something with some of this money. But I was always real big on delaying that gratification and growing. Gotcha. Interesting. Good tip. Good tip. You, you've now got, um, there's, there's a Z thing going on here. I know your surname starts with Z, but you've got Z66 Auto Auctions. That's incredible. I tell you, it's, we've been open two years now, and we're the fastest growing, and most weekends we're the largest auto auction in Oklahoma. So it's you opened it from scratch? Opened it from scratch. I <clears throat> I had an auction before, way back when, um, and I I had started it in about 2000. I actually purchased one. I got shark tanked on this. Um Oh, gosh, I don't, I don't know that I have enough time to tell you the whole story behind it. But but uh, since I advertised a lot, I went on these junket vacations. Uh-huh. Well, they everybody that went on them, you had to advertise a lot. There were a lot of car guys on them. So I became best friends with the car dealers in Tulsa in the area. So then when someone said, hey, you got to get an auto auction so you could take advantage of all these great friendships. I mean, gosh, you're, you're friends with all these guys that everybody wants to be friends with. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a great idea. So I found an auction. I bought an auction. I cleaned it up. I brought integrity. I grew it. I used those relationships to get the golden look. Doesn't get you the business, get you the golden look. And then I, I produced and grew it. And, and in 2005, a company came in and bought it from me. I had a five-year no-compete. I waited that time out. And then I did a, you know, a Greenfield uh, a startup from the from the base and built it exactly how I wanted and the layout that I wanted, and uh, it's been incredible. That's amazing. I've had a look at that website and, and the videos, and it's a, it's a really nice brand that that you've built with that Z sixty six auto auctions. It's just it feels like a pit stop. You know, it's got that real kind of mechanic grease monkey kind of thing happening. Sort of almost like you're on the set of Grease, a modern version of the film Grease. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, I love it. I love it. And uh, and we're on Route sixty six, so I combined my you know my my iconic Z, if you yeah. will. And Route 66 into voila. So, aha, uh-huh. love it. Well, the big question is are you Olivia Newton John or John Travolta? But we'll go there another time. Then Definitely you... Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, matter of fact, when you were talking, when you were using that analogy or that story, I was like, we'll, we'll have an Olivia come in and doing. doing uh... Hey, now you're talking. Another Aussie, although she's gone and lived overseas, but we still consider her Aussie. Now, finally, uh, Thrive 15. So this is really, I mean, all the businesses so far have been very much offline, very retail in nature. Uh, Now you've started Thrive15.com, which is like a a place for businesses to go, business owners to go to seek advice around all aspects of business via online training, yeah? Absolutely. One of the things that I... Uh, wish I had was more time in the day. I, you know, with with what I've done in my life, there's a lot of the next generation that come to me all the time and say, "Help, help me," you know, mentor me, uh, coach me, and you know, you can only do a few at a time. Um, and so, when the idea of this, you know, scaling this mentoring, this coaching of um, of people that want to grow their business or start their business or even advance in their careers. Um, to me, it just was like a no-brainer. It was like, wow, that is, that's cool. That's good. 
Let's do it. Yeah. And then and then add our flavor to it. You know, fun, um, high energy, entertaining, you know, all the things that the people, the core group that, that's involved with it, you know, want and bring mm. to the table. Well, I think that's the point of difference because there's no shortage of online training courses uh, and particularly, you know, you're charging for it. And that is a point of difference that, again, I talk about this a lot on the show, but identifying a personality of a brand and actually honouring it throughout all the touch points of that brand. So the videos on Thrive, for example, you know, not all of them are funny, but they're, they're engaging and there is, you know, you, you leave having learned something with a smile on your dial, which is what I try to do with this show. And um, now what's next for you? Is there, <laughs> have you been shark tanked in the last week where you've gone, yep, yeah, count me in? Yeah, actually, I have been, and it's in some uh, real estate. Um, I have uh, gotten involved in um, um, another business of mine, and I'm getting more involved in it, is uh, uh, buying and selling homes, uh, a concept for people that can't get mortgages, buy here, uh, pay here mortgages. And uh, it's been kind of fun, kind of cool. And so we've been uh, acquiring homes, uh, residential homes, and... uh, yeah, so that's kind of wow. it's kind of what's next next right now. It's some commercial stuff I've got cooking, but that's kind of in my wheelhouse right now. Do, do you have um, you know you got a lot of staff? How many people? Maybe it's one, maybe it's ten. I don't know. Uh, follow you around with a big broom dock and just sweep up everything that you create. <laughs> Let's see, currently, as I look over my shoulder, there's three right now, but right. Uh, that uh, <laughs> changes day to day. It's you a would, Monday. So, you would have you know. to. You'd have to because it's like, you know, you, you, you can't create. Clearly, you're into uh, – there's a, there's another quote I love of yours, which is, are we, are we going to start again? Are we just going to talk about it or are we going to get something done? So, clearly, you're kind of – are you, are you shoot first and then ask questions later kind of guy? Absolutely, mm. you know. Otherwise, you never shoot. Yeah, yeah. I love the title of that book. What is it? Ready, ready, fire, aim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love it. I, there's a book. There's a book I want to write. Uh, if anybody out there is a really good book writer and wants to r- help me write a book, uh, I, I mean, I have it in my mind. I've lectured when I give when I give talks, but the, the book I'm going to write is going to be called Business Pig. So that's maybe when I get that uh, written, you can have me on uh, down the road. And Mate, I can tell you all about business pig. It's, there's it's so fun. many, you know, la- so much language you can put around a title like that. You know, hogging and you know making <laughs> making the bacon and you know the fat and all that type of stuff. You just wrote chapters two and three for me. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I look forward to that opening page I, where it says, you know, I couldn't have done it without my wife. Oh, no, hang on, without Timbo. Yeah, that's what we want. There you go. Hey, Doc, I've loved chatting to you. You know, in the planning of this show, I was like, is we going to have an optometry discussion, a retail discussion? But clearly not. It was a, it was an everything discussion and a, and a very glass half full entrepreneurial discussion. So thanks a million for sharing some gold with my audience. Timbo, I really appreciate it. Uh, nice to meet you, mate. One of these days we'll get to shake hands and uh, uh, good day, mate. Good on you, mate. I'll send you that contract. 50 grand an episode it was. Don't forget. All right. Got it. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did bringing it to you. What a motivated fellow the doc is, hey? Now, I want to share my top three learnings for that interview. Thanks to the good folk at 99 Designs who can get all your design needs sorted and Net Registry who can get your online marketing sorted. Number one tip, learning, lesson, 
whatever you want to call it, allocate an amount of money to your marketing that scares you. The doc in his very early days of being an optometrist allocated 10% of his gross revenues to marketing. I love that. He believed in it. And you've got to believe in marketing for it to have the effect that you want it to. Don't tiptoe around it. You're probably not because you're listening to this show, so you're motivated, right? Number two, practice delayed gratification. Put off those fancy holidays or fancy cars and reinvest the money that your business is making back into the business, into something that will generate you a return. (laughs) Easier said than done sometimes, hey? Lesson number three, don't be afraid to front your marketing. It certainly helps people to become familiar with you, which can lead to trust. Trust leads to a sale. And we all love a sale. Stephen Pressfield, in the seminal book, The War of Art, says this of procrastination. The most pernicious aspect of procrastination is that it can become a habit. We don't just put off our lives today, we put them off till our deathbed. Never forget, this very moment, we can change our lives. There never was a moment and never will be when we are without the power to alter our destiny. This second, we can turn the tables on resistance. This second, we can sit down and do our work. Oh, I love that quote. So I did an interview on a radio station last week. And uh, the interviewer, there were two actually, but one of them made a very interesting comment that not so much rattled my cage, but I had to challenge him on it. I just explained all the wonderful marketing options available to us, the motivated small business owners these days, when the interviewer said this... Just to cut through these days, it's just crazy. There's so much out there, ways you can actually, uh, you know, advertise your business and promote your business. And it's getting worse, isn't it? With, Get, with I, electronic stuff. And, I reckon yeah. it's getting better. Do you? Yeah, you see, here's the thing, Mark. There's never been a better time to market a small business yeah. because there's all these opportunities available to us. Podcasting, video marketing, blogging, social media. Self-publishing a book these days is a hell of a lot easier than it was, you know, five or ten years ago. So okay. I think the playing field's levelled yeah. and now we can punch way above our marketing weight. Say no more. You and I have very good reason to be excited about our marketing. Righto, team, that almost, almost brings us to the end of the show. Next week is a different kind of fireside chat. It's with an ex-insurance broker by the name of John, who almost lost his life in a fatal car accident. And then two years later, he lost his daughter in a fatal car accident. It's an inspiring story of how he picked himself out of a very dark place and turned his loss into a thriving little business that's making a very big difference. If you're serious about taking your business to the next level, then join hundreds of motivated business owners inside the Small Business Big Marketing Forum over at crankmymarketing.com. And if you've got a conference coming up, I'd love to speak at it. I'd share my helpful marketing keynote. That's what I'd do. You can book me over at timreid.com.au. Be sure to use Net Registry to get all your online marketing sorted and grab your free $99 design upgrade over at 99 designs.com forward slash sbbm until next week i'm timbo reed always have been always will be may your marketing be the best marketing bye for now